Welcome to Make It Count, Living a Legacy Life, where we invest in what matters, God and people. I'm Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com, where you can learn to know and show the heart of God. And that's what counts. Thank you for joining me. I'm so happy today to introduce you to my dear friend, Katie Taffinger. I don't even remember when I met you first, Katie, but uh, she uh, has been a member of my church, well, even long before me, and I've been at my church for 32 years. And uh, once you meet Katie, she is one of those people to know her is to love her. So I'm thrilled that she can pass on some of her great wisdom. She's humble. She's... um, has this wonderful husband, which whom we adore, two great boys. And I just want you to tell us a little bit about your family first, Katie. Maybe your family of origin is first, and then your current family. Would you mind telling us a little bit about them? Well, I am one of three. I have two sisters, so there's three daughters. And uh, my mom and dad, I was brought up in a Christian home and in Burbank, California. And we went to the same church all the time growing up, and it, it, there was just a consistency um, of life with my family as far as, um, like Sue, I always think of the hospitality uh, angle, but my mom and dad were extremely hospitable, and the one thing that we were told we could invite anybody to eat with us at the last minute but my dad would say FHB family hold back real quietly to us girls and we would just my mom would proceed to to serve them and we'd all sit around the table and it was a a wonderful time so family hold back meant not not to talk but not to eat at all the food because you had to share it with someone else <laughs> that's Is that right right, right. <laughs> That's great. I have to remember that. Yeah, FHB. Family hold back. Family hold back on the food. <laughs> Actually, I've done the same thing. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, it was just uh, my parents were, my dad was an elder in the church. You know, I washed communion cups with my mother. I mean, mm-hmm. it was just a part of my life. Yeah. And I accepted Christ, I'm sure, probably when I was about eight or so. Mm-hmm. And... um. I married a boy that was brought up in the same church that I really can't uh, not, I can't remember not knowing. Wow. And uh, have just, it was just a part of my life. And we moved here in 19, um, in 19, no, it would be. I'm sorry. That's all right. I'm having a block. <laughs> Would it be 76? The year of independence? Yeah, July the 4th, 1976. Wow. We moved to San Luis Obispo. Huh. And uh, from Orange County, where both my boys were born, Mark and Tim. And I have lived in the same house since 1976. And I've gone to the same church since 1976. Wow, that is consistent. And I think that just consistency of place and consistency of just being somewhere and taking plant and being rooted 
can sound boring. It, my life hasn't been boring at all, <laughs> but it but it is it's really a very positive thing I think, and and I count it as a very beneficial in my life. And my dad lived in the same house until he passed away for 61 years. So I think there's just a rootedness. Or you, you make friends, you establish your life, you are who you are. You don't run away from, from life. And that doesn't mean that difficulties don't come your way. Mm-hmm. I was divorced after 40 years of marriage, which um, certainly didn't fit with my plans but God used it in a mighty way to bring me uh, to the marriage that I have today to Ed Tafflinger. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, a very poignant time during that time because uh, we were all surprised as well as you were. Uh, and uh, we used to work together. Mm-hmm. And you were coming into work and, uh, and I said to you, Katie, uh, how are you? It, which is kind of a bland question. <laughs> But, you know, do you remember what you said? Mm-hmm. You said, I'm trusting God. And right. I thought, wow. And you said it kind of choked up because mm-hmm. sometimes we have to say that uh, with a very emotional feeling because we're trusting God because we don't know what's going to happen next. Right. But um, today, I, I've always wanted to have um, many children and grandchildren and Today I have uh, two additional daughters, so I have four children, and I have 14 grandchildren. Wow! And one of the things that, I guess as far as thinking of a legacy that I want to leave, is that is that my family would know that I loved them dearly, and that if they need prayer, when you, as you get older, you're you know, live kind of in a way of a more quiet life. And to just know, to be the go-to person that they know mm. is going to pray for them. Mm. And um, and friends too, but just that they know that they've got a real prayer warrior on their side. How are you currently making sure that people know that? Because you certainly are that way for me, and I know I can text you almost any time, day or Mm -hmm. night, and you will pray for my family. But uh, when we're talking about legacy, sometimes we have to not just assume that the legacy is being passed on. We have to do something about it. It's called intentionality. And so how are you currently doing this that people know that you've got their back at the feet of Jesus? Mm -hmm. Well, I think for one thing is that they're... um, because of my my life and what I'm involved in, they they identify that I am in relationship with the Lord, that I am walking with Him every day. Mm-hmm. My husband and I are very involved in a Bible study fellowship, and we do our lessons together, and that's just great fun. And like I say, g- going to a church where there's expository preaching. You know, we're just enjoying going through the book of Ephesians right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this our family, when they call, they'll say, oh, I bet you're at Hymsing. Oh, it's Tuesday night. You must be at growth group. Mm-hmm. Or Wednesday, your prayer meeting. You know, And it's just sort of where they know that we're involved, it, it, what we're involved in, 
and it gives them a clue mm-hmm. that we would be ones that they to ask to pray. I think that our legacies come more come naturally from something that we've learned ourselves. So can you uh, describe how prayer has meant something in your own life when people have prayed for you? Well, I think it's made a huge difference in my life. I think that my uh, when I was going through a, a, the difficult time of divorce, uh, I knew that my sisters were praying for me without ceasing. Uh, my one sister would call and say, I love you to pieces. I just want you to know I love you to pieces. Mm-hmm. And just the consistency of... Um, of that was, you know, it was so beneficial. And since being remarried, we're going to be married almost 10 years now, um, it's interesting to see the children, the grandchildren from Ed's marriage of 52 years, uh, calling and saying, Grandma, pray pray for me for this. Mm. Grandma, and I'm, I'm not their real grandma, but Grandma, pray for me about this, oh, Grandma. And uh, you know, it's it's very special. I really appreciate that fact mm-hmm. that they've picked up on, um, just that I care. Yeah. And uh, and that it's the real deal. Mm-hmm. That I'm not just. Um, it me it means a lot. And I find too that even if I. Um, friends with somebody who is not a person of faith. Have you found this too, Katie? When you're, because mm-hmm. I know you know a lot of people in town who don't go to church or they don't subscribe to be a believer. But if they're going through a hard time, they always appreciate it, and they it's not particularly awkward if I say, uh, you know, do you mind if I pray for you? And sometimes I've even done it right then mm-hmm. out loud, which may startle them, but <clears throat> I think that makes God real to them. Have Have you experienced that yourself? Sophie? Yes, I yes I have. <laughs> And I think in uh, owning the businesses that we've had, we had uh, with the Apple Farm 300 employees. And so a lot of them were young people. And uh, going to Cal Poly and having problems, and because I was a few years older than they were, (laughs) they were coming to me like their mom and had a lot of opportunities to pray and to counsel and to love and to be there. Mm for um, the kids that work for us. Mm-hmm. Something and, I've, I like to call it is uh, having extra parents. Mm-hmm. And we all need extra parents. And uh, I think you fulfill that role for so many hundreds of people, <laughs> just people who worked for you through the years. Mm-hmm. Well, just recently we had a, a man come and stay with Ed and me that uh, asked if he could come and stay uh, when he was going through a very difficult time. And, he, you know, he says, can I come and stay with you guys? Wow. Can I can I come and stay with you? And, of course, we said, yes, of course you can, you know, and come. But anyway, it's just interesting. The Wait, let me ask you about that. Was that awkward at all or not that it matters? Or did you feel like you had to put a boundary on it, like you can stay for two weeks or you can stay for three months? I think it would depend on the the situation, and I think you would have to put a boundary on it. But I think that uh, when people feel like you love them and that you're cheering them on and rooting for them Mm -hmm. and praying for them, that they 
they just um, they feel more comfortable to ask you and I I just I've just over the years I've had that repeated over and over and over again Mm -hmm. and it's it's a blessing but I think being in the word I guess as far as the legacy that I want to leave my family and my boys just like um on when Sunday morning comes I know where my sisters are they're in church right their kids are in church, and I praise the Lord today that my sons are in church with their families, that my uh, that the, our girls are in church and active, and that we feel like each of our grandchildren, all 14, have accepted Christ, and that is that's the goal, and we want them to keep growing, and for me... Uh, being in the Word privately, you know, not in any kind of a, it just takes uh, a lot of time to to and, and beat up Bibles and underlining and all this kind of stuff. Where uh, my grand one granddaughter gave me a cup to put my colored pencils in, and mm. she says, "Grandma, this is for you." to to put your your pencils in that you mark up your bible oh, and she, and she had seen me doing that oh. you know and so when she accepted christ and when she was old enough i gave her a bible and colored pencils oh, and wow. so georgia grace you know i think that you know she she has saw me doing it yeah. as a little girl yeah isn't that something about legacy that often more is caught than taught yeah she exactly saw you doing it is such a a strong uh, picture. Mm-hmm. And one thing I want to add here, you just, you know, you're praising God that the pe- young people in your family are walking with him, but do you have a word of comfort or wisdom or legacy for those uh, parents out there whose kids are not walking with the Lord right now? I think that you go through seasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all go through seasons, and I think that um, just keep praying and just keep uh, just keep praying for him and praying for him. And you might never get to see that happen, mm-hmm. but just be so thrilled if you get to. Yeah, yeah wonderful. And, uh, but, I mean, I think that just know that you just keep pouring out your heart that they will make that choice to walk with the Lord and to, and to protect them. I mean, I, I just feel like with our children, we... I'm sure I felt like when my mom passed away that I was, um, I hope in Hebrews where it says a great cloud of witnesses, but it would be depressing sometimes for my mom what has happened to me at times. But it, but um, I just felt like I was so consistently prayed for. Oh, wow. That's a beautiful and, uh, that you yeah, had that, that all completely. So I think, but I think you need to, to be actively daily in the Word mm-hmm. and actually um, wearing out your Bible <laughs> and having a comfortable place to sit and read your Bible. Oh, I love that. A comfortable place to sit. Uh, I have that now too. And I just <laughs> love it. Hey, uh, I always ask my people that I interview for a simple go-to recipe, but I want to Usually I don't say it on the um, podcast. We just put it in the show notes. But 
Uh, years ago, um, you told me about a recipe that you always kept the ingredients in the pantry so that you could have company at a moment's notice. And I even put that in my book, and I even put the recipe in my book. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's the one you want to share to today, share us, share with us today. But I think I call it Katie's Supreme Chicken. Is that yeah. right? And how do you make it? Well, I probably have switched from that okay. a while back to to some other things that are just. But having staples in yes. your closet, in your, uh, you know, pantry, mm-hmm. are, are really important to be able to pull together a meal in a yeah. hurry. Right, and to I was, have those staples I, ahead. I had this darling uh, mother over a couple years ago for coffee, and she goes, "You know, Sue, I'm scared of hospitality." And I go, "Why?" Because she seems so easy with herself, and mm-hmm. she had five kids, and she homeschooled. And she goes, well, I'm not confident with my cooking. And I said, oh, well, here's my book. And in it, you'll see Katie's Supreme Chicken. And I said, (laughs) if you invite Mark and I for dinner, I'll bring Katie's Supreme Chicken. Uh And she laughed. And about two hours later, she texted us. And she said, will you guys come for dinner on Saturday night? And I'll make Katie's Supreme Chicken. (laughs) And it was delicious. Well, good. (laughs) But you're welcome to send us two recipes. Yeah. Well, Katie, thank you so much for your time today. And I know that... Uh, My listeners will be so blessed when they hear these great words of wisdom. And I appreciate you so much for being in my life and for praying for my kids. Mm -hmm. And I will continue to. I know. Thank you so much. Love you. Love you. Until next time, think about your legacy, the one God has called you to live, all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event. See my keynotes and retreat series, as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.